New Yorker is an ordained interfaith minister, licensed affirmative prayer practitioner, master's level spiritual psychologist, and purpose coach. She's purposed to support people in living life in joy by being connected to their yes, to disrupt unhealthy patterns and reveal healing from within. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Reverend Melissa Morer Nobles. Hey, let's talk, let's talk. By day, she is an ethics and compliance professional. She is also a certified life coach and owner of New Life Ventures, LLC, where she supports and inspires others through their journey of self-discovery to live a more abundant and authentic life. Please welcome from the Philadelphia area, Phaedra Staten. Good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Let's talk. And now your Let's Talk crew. This native New Yorker currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia, where she is a contributing writer, blogger, and has served as an administrative professional for over 20 years. Please welcome Let's Talk co-host, Carla Morgan. Hello, everybody, let's talk. A divorced mother of three, entrepreneur, professional organizer, professional certified life coach, and the host of Let's Talk. Let's welcome Regina Smithwick. Good evening, everybody. Let's talk. Are we ready? We are about to have a fabulous show about life coaches. This is going to be eye-opening. It's going to be a great experience. So let's talk. Let's get it going. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Let's Talk. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in for this evening's show. I really appreciate everybody that is watching our show. So before we get started, like I do always, I would like to open up with a nice little prayer to start it off. So just give me one second. Lord of Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you so much for having this, these panelists up here to be able to educate us and empower us and enlighten us on life coaching. And I'm hoping that somebody or people who will be able to open up their minds and their thoughts about be, be able to reach out to a life coach if they need so. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, all right, y'all. This show, I cannot wait. I'm gonna give you a little background on this real quick. Um, Dr. Um, Reverend, oh, excuse me, Reverend Melissa Nobles, I put that in existence. You know that means something, right? Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Nobles, this is actually my personal life coach, okay? So I just want to give y'all a heads up. Everything that you have saw transpire in my life in the last two years, she is the vessel that allowed this to flow through me. So this show, everything that's happening, my um, professional organizational company, everything that happened went through her vessel and from God, it went through her and came through me. So thank you. 
personally thank you and i want to thank you on air because i'm telling you you had changed my life literally so it works ladies and gentlemen if you know me you know it works so i just want to put that out there from the beginning okay um and um phaedra is actually a college friend of mine she's a virginia stater as well uh well partially i gotta get her she, she did come out with us yes so i'm proud of her as well because she has a very different outtake on life coaching we're going to talk about that in a second so um welcome y'all we're gonna go ahead and get started i'm just gonna just dive on in okay so let's talk about the definition of life coach what is your definition of a life coach i'll start with phaedra yeah, my definition of it, it is a partnership, first of all. Um, so it's where I partner with a client that is ready to pursue a, a life goal um, for me. And I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but it's around career. So that is my focus. But I would say essentially it's a, a life goal, some, some area of life that they are trying to achieve something. Um, and I partner with that individual um, to keep like their accountability partner. So I am partnering with them on their journey. Um, I am providing, um, I would say some, some, uh, exercises, some, um, uh, you know, internal thinking, you know, so this is, again, this is, this is hard work. This is soul work. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so I am partnering with someone that is ready to get on the journey to, achieve their whatever their respective life goals are okay uh reverend melissa nobles you want to tell us your definition of life coach yes and whenever i'm asked this question i always have a different answer <laughs> <laughs> just telling you right now <laughs> the essence is answering your soul's call being connected to your yes i say i live life in joy and i support people in connecting to their yes and so oftentimes we want to act like we don't know what that is, but we know. And so as a coach, I just support the person in really taking that internal journey, journey to access what is there, what is seeking their attention, right? Mm -hmm. And that takes doing the work. It really does. I often say, I can't do it for you. So I have a, I build a relationship. I would say that each relationship with a client is unique and different because I need to see where they need the support and I need to see where we need to focus. So I take a spiritual approach to coaching. Mm -hmm. It's about revealing the healing. And I often say that nothing is broken. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. Fix my life is for marketing, y'all. No one needs to be fixed. No one needs to be fixed, right? So it's not about correction. It's about connection. Mm -hmm. So let's connect to that which in you, your inner counselor, your inner coach, so mm -hmm. that you can live the life that you were designed to live. Well, I'm glad you had brought that up. So life coaching, um, a lot of people think life coaching is a magic pill or you're a guru and you have this magical goal book, you're going to Bible, you're going to give them, and it's going to have all the answers in it. Explain to people how the partnership is in life coaching, um, Phaedra. Yeah. So, you know, everyone that comes to this partnership, as I call it, they are their own expert in, in their life. And so when they come with a, um, a focus area, um, so I help them kind of dive deep into 
um, what is there, as Melissa had said, what is their yes? Or what is, um, you know, life it's speaking to them? And so through that, that's how we partner. Um, you know, that is how we, you know, stay on this journey and I help keep them accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a lot of folks, when they do come, they're in a position of, at least when they, when they come to me, um, the word that they use is stuck. I hear that a lot. And, um, you know, part of the partnership is helping them to get unstuck. And that, that requires a lot of um, uh, a journey into the soul, as I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reverend Melissa? I would say that it is a relationship. It's a relationship with yourself. It's a relationship with the divine source. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. I'm just, I'm really just there to facilitate it all. Mm-hmm. Really, right? I'm there to observe and to witness you go through your journey and, and give you the assistance, the guidance that you need, right? So it might look like, well, I shouldn't even say might, it looks like homework, right? Because in essence, we're spending about an hour together. So what's going on those 20, those other 23 hours, right? I, I would say you don't come to a coach and think that everything is going to be resolved in that hour. So you're really doing the work in those other 23 hours, right? And it is about, as, as Phaedra said, it's about being accountable, right? Not being accountable to me, but being accountable to yourself, being accountable because what you're do, what you're doing is you're building self trust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do that by you know taking those little baby steps. And what I'm hearing mm-hmm. from y'all, and I'm I'm gonna chime in with my crew in a second and see what they think about this. But what I see is like losing weight mm-hmm. or anything that you 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 think you can't do it on your own and you want a coach or you want somebody to make you accountable, first of all, and you feel that if you're spending money and time and effort, you feel like you will stick to it better with that accountability partnership. But then accountability partnership is educated and knowledgeable in this field. You know, it's not just that you're just talking to somebody and a girlfriend, whatever, like they actually know to take what you have given them and maybe put it in a, a, uh, uh, schedule or like you said, homework form so people can kind of dig and do stuff. I think it just makes people sit down and be accountable. And a lot of times people need that validation piece to know they hear somebody tell them they can do it mm-hmm. or they have faith in them and maybe other people didn't. It's just the right person to do it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, do y'all have anything y'all want to say, um, Carla or Andrea? Um, yes, I'm actually writing notes as you're talking. Oh yeah, me too. Jotting down, right, jotting down. There are a couple <laughs> points. There are a couple points that um that kind of stuck out with me, and um, um there was one. I think you said it, Phaedra. Phaedra, um, when people get stuck. Mm-hmm. So I guess um you know what do you do when someone comes to you and they you know been stuck for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Um, you know, they've just been just spinning their their wheels, so to speak, for all those years, and now they're coming to you. So, how do you get people? And I guess it's really a shifting of the mindset. Yeah. But what you know, what is it that you do, um, or does it depend? Is it you know, case by case or person by person? What is it that you do to get them 
unstuck, if they've been doing those, those, you know, following those practices, living those, those lifestyles for, like I said, 30, 40, 50, 60 years? Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Mm -hmm. So um, the stuck piece is where, and, and again, this is in my opinion, where we don't want to say yes. We are so undecided. And I ask questions to help figure out what is behind the, the stuck. Um, you know, we all use that as a, as a euphemism for a lot of different things. And it could, um, it, the definition of that could be, it could be fear. Um, it could definitely be indecision. Um, but, you know, stuck is, um, I, I, I think of it as a, as a code word for something else. And so I do exercises with my clients to, um, I would say, as we use kind of in coaching language to um, help look under the iceberg, right? So if you're thinking about an iceberg, what's up at the top is I'm stuck. Well, then I'm asking some questions um, and, and it is dependent on the individual. So th this is a unique kind of practice, if you will. Um, but as I learn a little bit more about the client um, and understanding what their goals are, then I'm asking some a series of questions to get kind of, again, underneath the iceberg of what does stuff mean? Can you, can you explain that to me? What does, how does that show up um, in your life? And so, um, and again, people, when they come to us, see, they already have the answers. Again, everyone is the expert in their own lives. My job is to ask the right questions. Plenty of questions, but I would say ideally the right questions to help you uncover, um, in this instance, why you might be stuck in a certain area or what is keeping you stuck. Sometimes it's ourselves. Mm. Mm. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the stuff aspect, I guess it'll apply for me, it's procrastination. I uh, always, you know, I always hesitate for a minute and I have to think and think and think and think and then I'll do it. You know what I mean? So I would definitely need help from a life coach to get me through that because that's been that's been pr pretty much my whole life. Yeah. You know, Carla. <laughs> Yes. You know, that is so good. And, yes. you know, the take on procrastination that I share with people is mm -hmm. to think about it in the sense of consciousness. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's diff different levels of consciousness. So we could be in victim consciousness. We could be in the consciousness of, you know, I'm the manifester. I make it all happen all by myself. Right. Mm -hmm. We could be in a, a consciousness of, you know, spirit is flowing through me. And we could be in a consciousness of spirit is as me, right? Mm -hmm. That procrastination is a consciousness of delay. Mm -hmm. It's a consciousness of delay. Mm -hmm. You are delaying the good that God has for you mm -hmm. to come into your life. Ooh. Right? So let's, you know, procrastination is one of those words that we that we accept now. You know, it's just one of those words. But let somebody tell you. It's not procrastination. It's a consciousness of delay, delaying mm. the good. That might get you moving. That's true. Is it also fear-based too? As that it could be fear. Well? It could be a lot of things. It could be a, a, a many people that I work with, the, the stuckness or the resistance has to do with unforgiveness. Mm. So is, is there something, mm. someone... It could be you 
that you may need to do some forgiveness work around. Mm. Ah. It's so deep. It goes so deep. Like the layers of it is so deep, but then it's so easy. It's like Mm. when you find what it is, it it just like pop. But you have to be able to, first of all, do the work. And Mm -hmm. that's the problem with a lot of people. They don't want to do the work. Mm -hmm. They got to be ready to peel back. I'm going to use cookie analogy, take off the mask Mm -hmm. and peel back because you can't, you can't go in there and say, fix me. First of all, like you said, I can't fix you. You don't need to be fixed, Mm -hmm. but you need to be true to yourself Mm -hmm. and understand what's happening to you and find that layer of, I mean, all y'all have good analogies with Phaedra just said about, you know, peeling back and and going under there and not going to the top, kind of going from in the bottom and figuring this Mm -hmm. out. You have to start from, like they, Drake said, you know, you got to start from the bottom and where to the top, right? So you got to you got to start with something, but you can't just expect it just to just happen. You got to do your work. So yeah. ladies, talk about doing your work and, and what that looks like in life coaching. Yeah, so I, I can start with this one. Um, you know, people are scared. There's a lot of things, a lot of times in our past mm-hmm. that um, we may not want to surface mm-hmm. and we may not want to face. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot, um, particularly in the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I, I focus mostly on um, career coaching, but particularly uh, coaching those who are in transition. You know, So they've already spent maybe a couple of years in a certain um industry or or Mm -hmm. type of work Mm -hmm. but now you know the soul has been poking at them because they're not happy um either where they are or the type of work that they're doing Mm -hmm. and i find a lot of this goes back to childhood for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because then i ask them well why are you doing the work that you're doing um Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when I was in high school and getting ready to go to college, my parents told me that I needed to major in business or I needed to major in medicine, but my heart is in painting. Like I, I deal with people like that. <laughs> they, they, like they want to come from, you know, medical field and transition to something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of fear there. There's a lot of what will other people say. Say. That's um, it. What will other people think? And you That's know, you, you have to help folks do the work to get beyond that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to really go inner and and to find out what is their soul purpose, because the soul will continue to agitate you until you are in your right place. Mm. It really will. So again, and it that, comes you know, out of different facets too, too, Vader. It comes mm-hmm. out of whole different facets. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So you know, so that work, you know, the approach to it is. Um, Really, I would say um, being able to be vulnerable. Mm. Um, that takes, you know, a lot of work. Not not many people are um, ready for that or expect mm-hmm. that, even when they come to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I have to help you reveal your own answers. Mm. I think that we get in our own way. Absolutely, we get in our own way, and. I think if you get around or get, I, I'm gonna say around, if you could get that piece of worrying about what people think about you out of this whole equation, yeah, it would open up the floodgates. 
Most of us are worried about what other people are going to think and say about us. If we do any change, if we do anything that they're not used to us doing, we think about other people when we make decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I said this before because I did it. Mm -hmm. I would think about what everybody else would think before I even decide to make the decision because I don't know why I was worried about them because they don't do anything for me to change my life. They don't pay bills. They don't do anything. But I gave them so much. I did that. We did. We give other people much more power. power. Yeah. yeah. I gave them that much power to to have me stuck because I, you know, when you're around people that's all doing the same thing, you don't know better. Mm-hmm. It's not like Ooh, you. That's good. You don't mm-hmm. know better. You only know what you know. Mm-hmm. And if you get a crowd of people that's doing the same thing, that's the hardest part. When you're the first one to make that change. Mm-hmm. But after you do it, they fly right behind you because they see something's going on. As I always tell you, right. if you are that's the right. smartest person in your circle, then you need a new circle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you know, being concerned about what other people think is just one layer right? Mm-hmm. We we could get in that conversation, but we'll just be spinning. Mm-hmm. So let's peel it back, right? Oh, we're about to do it. Let's, <laughs> let's peel it back. Because <laughs> we're not going to have a whole hour talking about what other people think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what you think. Mm-hmm. What, are you, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? What are you saying to yourself day in and day out mm-hmm. about you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's have a conversation with that voice, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. That voice of I'm concerned about what everybody else thinks about me might be saying, I don't trust myself. Mm. It might be saying, I don't love myself. Yeah. It might be saying that I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. we start peeling it back, right? The being concerned about what everybody else thinks about me is a distraction, Mm-hmm. Right. It distracts you from really spending the time, the energy that you need to on yourself. So the, the basis um, with the, of the work that I do with with people is it's spiritually based. Mm-hmm. Right. And it really is spending some time. I say you, we're going to binge watch our thoughts. You just that's an exercise that I have people do. Binge watch your thoughts, right? Because most of our thoughts are repetitive. Sure. Right? Most Mm -hmm. of our thoughts are in the past or in the future. Mm -hmm. We rarely think about present, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we're just regurgitating, right? Mm. We're just regurgitating. So let's get clear about what we're thinking about and then start to challenge that. Right. Mm -hmm. With love and with kindness. Right. And so we we do some we do what I say is our spiritual practice. So I have some ground rules when I work with people and Regina Mm -hmm. knows this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There's two (laughs) non-negotiables. One that you will have a spiritual practice and we could talk about what that is going to look like. Oftentimes it's meditation, it's inspirational reading, and it's inspirational journaling, and it's prayer. Five, right? Five, five. Five, I, I've changed it to three, 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 three. Oh, right? Oh, like oh, just to five, start. Five, okay. Just to start, right? <laughs> three minutes of inspirational reading, three minutes of inspirational journaling, three minutes of meditation, and three minutes of prayer. And uh-huh. then we build from that. It's a baby step. 
Who doesn't have 12 minutes for themselves in the morning? And then there's a book, 30 Day Mental Diet. And it is a book that really centers around what you are thinking and your position in the universe, who you are, who you are as an individualized expression of God, right? And as a creative being, you get to co-create your life. But we got to get this chit chat in check. We got to get the chit chat in check. Binge watch. Binge watch those thoughts. Mm. You know, I already wrote that down, right? Binge watch (laughs) your thoughts. But you know, but see, that's what you got to do as a life coach because people are going to want to keep taking you around what they always been doing. And that's what they always been doing. Talking about, well, so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so said that. And you like, you got it, baby, you got an hour, baby, sweetie. You got an hour. You wasted five minutes already. So let's just reel it up. And let's talk about what we need to do to correct that so you won't be thinking that way anymore. Perfect. So let's talk about this real quick. The black community and getting help, seeking help. That's what really triggered me to do this show because uh, when I got into getting help for myself, out of the people I know, it's not too many of us that did this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is not, this is kind of tabooish. It's kind of more known now, but it's still not your, your, your people that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. You don't really hear about too many, unless they doing it, they're not telling you because mm-hmm. they're not open enough to open up to tell you, but the black community, what do you think about, you know, like life coaching? What is your experiences dealing with the black community phaser with life coaching? Yeah. Um, I will say, so I've, I've been doing this work now for um, close to five years. And um, even when I was in the midst of getting my certification, I was the only black person um, in my class of 25, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then, you know, um, you seek the, you know, you graduate, you seek other certifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I let folks know, and of course you need to explain, well, what is life coaching? People have never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, I don't need a a therapist, or I don't need a counselor. And so I have to further explain the, you know, what's different about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that, um, you know, we as a community, um, we think of seeking help as weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a generation of us that thinks about seeking help as um, it's just not something we talk about. Mm You know, those um, uh, places where sometimes we're afraid to go there, so to speak. Um, There's elements of our life where, you know, we we just don't talk about it. And then, of course, we've got a segment of our population that says, um, I will just take it to God Mm -hmm. now or I'll just pray about it. Now, of course, that is essential. And I tell people, yes, absolutely. But you also need to partner with a professional. Mm-hmm. Be that a therapist, depending on what the issue is, because I have had people that have um, wanted to, to partner with me and I have um, in, in assessing what they wanted to work on. I have recommended um, that they seek therapy. But seeking help is a, is a strength because mm-hmm. you're growing you yeah. are developing personally. And so mm-hmm. when, you, when, you, when you talk about it in that way, mm-hmm. um, I think people have a different, you know, the, the, a different thought about um, what it is that they need in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's one thing to share this with a family member or to share this with, you know, our peers, because we all do that, share it with our girlfriends. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we need someone at the end of the day that um, will help us kind of peel back the onion on what those real issues are to help mm -hmm. us get through that and to mm -hmm. hold us accountable. And that's perfect. Perfect. What, mm -hmm. do, you, what do you say, um, Reverend Melissa? I don't know if I could add to that. She, All right, so she, she wrapped that one up. Yeah, you know, Phaedra, you know, knocked it out of the park because that's what it's about. And I would, the only piece I would add is about education. Mm -hmm. Like we, we just don't know that there's a resource that's available, mm -hmm. you know, and I think probably now since um, we've all had this COVID experience, it's becoming more um, mm -hmm. known. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more known and it's becoming more accessible um, to people. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, that, and I think more of us need it after COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think a lot of us has um, got to a point that uh, we didn't realize we had problems until we were locked up for a year. And then we, <laughs> and with then, yourself. Then, right. We didn't realize we were, locked up, you know, we were talking to ourselves and realized ourselves wasn't right. Uh, yeah, you spend time with yourself long enough, yeah. you you'll figure that out. You know, and I know, you know, even with you know, probably people who have partners and couples and all that, you know, they probably revealed and learned a lot about themselves in the last year and a half. Probably stuff they didn't know about each other. So this is a great time for this conversation because if there's something that happened, you need to go ahead and, and seek out help and counseling because it will at least steer you in the right direction to figure out what you want to do, you know, with yourself. Mm -hmm. I believe that um, God has blessed all of us with people who have this this uh, this knack of getting to be a life coach. Like God mm -hmm. puts this in us. Like God uses us as vessels all the time, and in Therapists and counselors and life coaches is a is a it's a ministry to to a point you know what I'm saying because you're there to help his people Absolutely. so yeah you need to go and pray by all means please do take it to God and God will guide you to the right person that He feels that you should be attached to and that could be these ladies right here or it could be other people in your town or whatever but He uses them as vessels and He uses that 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 channel so yes. Prayer so he can lead you to the right person that will help you on the earthly side get help. I think that's the best way you can put that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now we already talked about doing your work, but now let's talk about the myths of life coaches. What are the myths that you know about in life coaching? I think this is a good one because a lot of people take life coaching as, I don't know what they think it, but y'all go ahead and put out there what you think about life coaching. Well, my favorite one is people who come, who come to me for their own answers. And I oftentimes <laughs> have to say, I don't know, baby. I don't know. But we're going to get there. We're going to take that journey together. Mm -hmm. Or people think that I have the magic pill, as you said, that mm -hmm. there is something to fix, right? Mm -hmm. There is something to fix, that there is something wrong with them, that they're unfixable, yeah. that they're unfixable. And that is just not true. That is not that is not the truth. But I think the biggest myth for the the biggest myth for me is mm -hmm. really thinking that someone else knows best for you than you know mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. Good point. 
Good point. What about you, Phaedra? Any yeah, myths? you know, I, I have to share the same sentiment um, that Reverend Melissa talked about. But for me, that is the biggest thing. Um, and hence why I have to explain the difference between what I do and what um, I would say a mentor does. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, a mentor is someone that you are seeking um, some answers from. You know, the, mm -hmm. we expect that they have um, life experience or work experience, you know, whatever the mentor is for in an area that you don't have knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. um, for life coaching, this is you know, my work is to help draw out what you already know may mm -hmm. have buried deep, mm -hmm. but, but is a, is that resounding yes within your soul mm -hmm. and to help you step forward. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would yeah. agree that the, the, the biggest myth is that we're providing the answers. And I was like, no, I just have a lot of questions. <laughs> and doesn't that make them angry sometimes? Yes. They're like, what? What you asking me that for? And I'm paying for this? But they don't you got to trust the process, ladies and gentlemen. When you go to life coaching, you're going because you have something that you cannot do yourself. So if you can't do it yourself, do not go there and try to tell them how to do their job. That's the purpose while you're there. Because you're not you're not following the process. You got to be vulnerable and open to follow the process. Absolutely. And another thing, like I use that analogy on Thursday, a hit dog will holler. <laughs> you're going to holler a lot when you have to face yourself. You're going to have to deal with things that you don't want to deal with. But if you want to get to the other side of that mountain and live in that, mm. that oasis that I feel right now, you have to go through the process. The valleys are low, but the man, the payoff is great. Mm. I'm telling you, it's worth it's worth the travel. Right. And these and these life coaches are trained. They go to they guys they go to school. They're not just making this up and like girlfriend talk. No, they actually do the work, mm -hmm. and they work on themselves before they work on you. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. so they know what's going on. They know the process. Why they sitting back and telling you, just trust it. Please, just trust it. I'm telling you, I know. Just trust the process. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and they it's, tell you something that they they tell you something that you know the answer to already, but they're gonna tell you what to do. Yes. Yeah. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. It yeah. takes time, mm -hmm. you know. And so I often say, you know, just be gentle with yourself because people want to see fast results. It's a you know, you've been living like this for 40, 50 years mm -hmm. and you, you think this is going to get cleared up in two or three sessions. Right. No, it's going right. to take some time. Right. It's going to take some time. So that's another myth that Ooh. is that is a quick, quick it's a quick fix. Mm. And it's not that at all. Oh my do you goodness. experience people that stick with it or do they drop after being challenged with by you guys? <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I, well, you're I, challenging yourself, actually. Yeah. 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 I have I have not I have had um I have had people that I work with who have been very resistant, mm -hmm. right? So we make a plan, we come back the next week and they've done nothing. Mm -hmm. And they want to spend the session talking about why they didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just say, how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm. right? Mm. So this is not about you working with me. This is how you work in your life. Mm 
This is what you do. Right. right. This is Great what point. you do. So then we could, let's just start from there. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. Right. And let's have that honest conversation. <laughs> and let's have a discussion about how that is working for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. mm -hmm. if, if it's working for you, then, okay, we could, mm -hmm. we could say, you know, thank you. And, and you could go about your life. Wow. It's it's all good, right? <laughs> but if you're here, then you recognize that there's something that you that is not working for you, mm -hmm. right? And so let's spend our time talking about that. We're mm -hmm. not going to spend time talking about why you didn't do something, mm -hmm. right? right? And I do the the same thing with I'm a parent of twin girls. I do the same thing with my girls. Mm -hmm. We we don't have to spend time talking about why you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Let's regroup. Let's come up with a plan. I want you to be successful. Maybe we have to take even tinier steps, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because we're building self-trust. Right. And if you keep letting yourself down, you will never build self-trust. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. That's a good point. And you know, and, and being vulnerable and being open is a big part of this because if you're really tired of being sick and tired, you will get more out of it. Then you coming in there with this, you know, you know that 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 look like what, what you going to tell me? You know what? When you have that, you're giving me free money. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Because your time is ticking and I'm getting paid. So if you want to sit there and fight with me, we can do that for about a good three, four sessions. You can pay off some bills for mine. If you want to go ahead and, and get to the nitty gritty, like Reverend Mister said, you know. She's being truthful and she's being, you know, that's true. Because some people have you sitting there talking for three or four sessions about that stuff and just letting your time tick. She's telling you, I don't want to waste your money, sweetie. I want you to get something out of this because I want you to see some results out of this. That's somebody who's being real with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then Phaedra said that too. Like when the people start talking, you're like, okay, I'm trying to help you. I'm not here to hear all that. I want you to get something out of this hour. Yeah. So you've got to be open and ready to talk. And talking about that, Carla, we're going to go ahead and start taking, I see some comments in the um, chat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have two great life coaches here, and they are taking the questions. I recommend if you have some questions about life coaching, have you ever thought about it, or you have some kind of something, ask now. You got you, We got them here for you <laughs> for free, so you need to ask. So go ahead, Carla. You go ahead and take some. some yeah, absolutely. Yolanda Richie Yoli says, hey, wow, you. I love that way of defining procrastination. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's, that was good. Yes, consciousness mm -hmm. of delay. Yes, that, that speaks to me. Okay. <laughs> Dawn of says, have you ever had a client that you couldn't help because they would just wouldn't listen? Mm. Mm. I, you know, I, I'll take this one. Um, I have had a client that I'll just say was not ready for the process. You know, mm -hmm. again, a, a lot of uh, people may approach life coaching and not fully understand what it is. And this, this um, client that I'm thinking about um, thought that I was providing a lot of answers, you know, a lot of answers for them. Um, and so I had to really just kind of interrupt their story. So that's kind of what, you know, we've been talking about here. People will talk and talk and talk about, um, and what was interesting about this person is about what other people were doing to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so part of that was was interrupting this story, um, having them, number one, understand that, that that is a story that they're replaying and now it's becoming their truth. So mm -hmm. 
how do you, and, and this is part of the paradigm shift, you know, so what, what is really true about that, really? You know, there's, well, that, you know, that's not really true. I said, well, every week you've been coming in here with that same, you know. <laughs> so sometimes I've had to say, you know, um, I'm going to allow both of us some grace and allow that person to rethink at least, you know, what we've discussed thus far and have them, you know, kind of reconsider um, what it is that they are really seeking to change, is that they're really seeking to accomplish. Because I, okay. I, I think she's going out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, so I would say that I could ask some oh, She's coming back a little bit. Faith, you're going out a little bit. I don't know what I would say. No, I don't think she can help. Okay. All right. That's an interesting yeah. question. Have you ever had a client that that you couldn't help because they just wouldn't listen? Mm -hmm. And I've had, I had, but in a different sense, they wouldn't listen to their own inner guidance. Mm. It's not so much about listening to me. It's really about listening to, to your intuition. It's about listening to when you get a, a when you get that sense that I call it the divine urge and you don't listen to it. When you hear your soul calling out to you and you don't listen, mm -hmm. right? I've had I've had clients who just don't listen within themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wanted to touch on something that I have learned in my journey um, going through life coaching and doing my homework and and doing the work, um, one of the things was law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I, I learned a lot about law of attraction um, through Reverend Melissa and doing my work and reading a book on it. And mm -hmm. it was kind of far-fetched for me at first because when you're not in that realm, it's hard mm -hmm. for you to see that kind of thing happening. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk about a little bit in depth about a couple of things we talked about, about why people see it kind of being you know, ooh, you know, <laughs> but it's really not at all when you really think of the sense of it and how the process, I'm gonna let her explain it better than me, but I do know that I believe in the law of attraction and it does work. And I believe you put anything out in the universe, good or bad and differ, it's gonna come back the way you give it to it. So if you give it out negativity, you're gonna get back negativity. Mm -hmm. So um, Reverend Melissa, can you explain, first of all, the law of attraction and how it processes first, and then we'll get into, you know, a little bit more about it. Yeah, the, the law of attraction is simply about co-creating with the law. Mm -hmm. With the law or with the Lord, you choose. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. The law, the Lord is the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it says... Um, Regina, you explained it perfectly. What you put out is what you get back. As above, so below. As within, so without. And so you're magnetizing that to you. Everything is energy. Everything is on a frequency. All of us are vibrating. Nothing mm -hmm. is still. Nothing mm -hmm. is still. 
right? Everything is radiating. So what is it? I like to say that we are, we are a broadcasting system. So what are you broadcasting to yourself? What are you broadcasting out into the world? And that is what you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. So if you spend all day thinking about, you know, I can't have this, I can't have that. You're going to get more of what you can't have. (laughs) So let's not, let's talk about what we want. Let's talk about our heart's desire because the law says yes. The law says yes. And there are, there is one law, there is one law, but it is expressed in a multitude of ways, just like us, right? So we could say there's a law of attraction, there's a law of correspondence, there's a law of mental equivalence, there's a law of circulation, there's a law of prosperity. We could go on and on. The bottom line is, is that there is one law and we get to use it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to create the power. The power is already created. We can use the power and we could use it intelligently or we could use it in ignorance. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. So I know the law of attraction be- became this mainstream thing with the secret and you know other things. But the law of attraction is nothing new. <laughs> it ain't magic. <laughs> and it's not, you know, woo, right? It's it's yeah. nothing. <laughs> it's nothing like that, right? It's it's not, you know, um a negative a negative thing. It is what it is. It just is. It just is. And we can use it. So get clear about what it is that you want because the universe, God, divine source, whatever you want to call it, is going to say yes. We get to work with the law and the law works through us. Yes. In the, in the words, and I'm going to let Phaedra and the crew chime on this one because this is a good one. So I believe that in, in the learning and the teachings that I learned, the words you speak, the thoughts that you think that sometimes only come out your mouth dictates your day and your life. If you think it, it comes to pass. If you say you want to do something, and like I said, the word try, I've been getting out my vocabulary for the last two years. I don't even realize how many times I said try in one day. When I started paying attention to me saying try, I'm like, oh my, oh, I'm going to do it because that's a skate route. If you want to try, that means you're trying to skate. You're going to do it or you're not going to do it. You're not making a decision. You're just letting it float. You got to say, you know, oh, we'll see. I'll see. Perhaps all those little words that we use on a day to day basis is a skate route. So not dealing with stuff. And I had to learn that. And then I catch myself all the time. Like, oh, gosh, I say it all the time. You know, and then when you say things that, if you want something, you say, I want it, but, or I can't afford it, or I can't get it, or I can't. If you say you can't afford it, you're never going to afford it. Right. A lot of these people that's out there making this money, they're using this way of processing and thinking. They never think bad. And they always think everything is a learning experience and everything is going to go to a better mm-hmm. place. They never think of it as being a failure. Right. And that's the way they think. And that's why they don't fail because they don't treat it as a failure. And because when we think of failure, we think of like, bad, start at the beginning, get sad, get, you know, start crying, mm-hmm. do all that. That's why we always get stopped in our process because we mm-hmm. don't see it as a good thing. Failure is a growth. It's not a bad thing. And it's not, shouldn't be called failure anyway. It's this mm-hmm. experience that's mm-hmm. that you're growing. 
See, I learned. See, look, she's got this smell. See, look, I learned. I learned. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yep. you know, you you win and you learn, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and um, and with that, as you were saying, our words and our thoughts, but our words have power. Mm -hmm. So when you start about your thoughts, that has power too. And it manifests its way in mm -hmm. um, our characteristics, mm -hmm. some of our mannerisms, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. So, you know, when you, when you hear people talk about, you know, what is that person's countenance, right? It's the thoughts and how they manifest themselves and show up. Mm -hmm. And that makes you who you are. But once you start to change your internal dialogue mm. to include what you say, because as the Bible says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm -hmm. And I think when people get that, they'll, they'll change. Mm -hmm. They'll change. And, yeah. and, and yes, these are for folks that um, believe in the law, as Melissa just said, believe in the word. But I think just believe in intentionality. Right. Mm -hmm. So what you set as an intention for yourself, you are intentional about wanting to have, you know, be, you know, prosperous in a certain area, then why mm -hmm. are you speaking about lack? Mm -hmm. Right. You know? mm -hmm. So it, it's getting folks to think about, you know, mm -hmm. how you think about yourself, mm -hmm. number one, and then just how mm -hmm. you think about the world around you. There's abundance. Mm -hmm. There is enough for everybody. Yep. Amen, girl. So yep. changing how you think about that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and so I do a lot of that, particularly with um, mm -hmm. career coaching, because I'm sure most of us here on this panel have has heard of, um, you know, just kind of that, you know, syndrome about being, you know, I, I don't feel like I deserve this. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel worthy. Right. So that worthiness always shows up in the work that I do. And so that's mm. what holds us back. And so I have to ha ask people to, to think differently about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you feel like you are worthy of this? Mm -hmm. Why are you afraid of success? You know, that mm -hmm. imposter syndrome mm -hmm. shows up a lot. Mm. So we have to change our inner dialogue and obviously the words that we say about ourselves, mm -hmm. about others, but I think particularly about ourselves. Um, mm to change that outward manifestation. Mm -hmm. that, that, that manifestation is something else. Oh, do you have something to say? Right, right. As you were talking, I was thinking when you were saying why, um, you know, why people sometimes feel that they're not worthy. I think a lot of it, and I, that goes all the way back up, circling back to that getting stuck at the beginning. I think a lot of it is generational. Mm. And because, you know, this is the way Big Mama did it, and this is the way my auntie did it, and this is the way my cousins did it, then this mm -hmm. is the way it's supposed to be. So mm -hmm. a lot and of cultural. it is generational and, and cultural. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we're talking about mm -hmm. our thoughts, um, what comes to my thoughts um, are Proverbs 23 and 7 that says, so mm -hmm. as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, you know the what we think is what you know what we are. You know, and then for those mm -hmm. who may not believe in the Lord or the law, then let's bring it. Let's bring it. Let's bring it here. To, um, you know, to to the natural self fulfilling prophecies. Mm -hmm. you know, this yes. is you know, I'm speaking this over myself. I'll never do this, or I'll never mm -hmm. do this. So as you speak it, as you mm -hmm. think it. 
that's what you're going to see. You know, and so um, this is this is all so 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 good. So mm -mm. Um, I say I ain't with my good shoes made up. I heard a phrase um, a few years ago called stinking thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta freshen up our thoughts. We do. And, and this, this is what the show is about. Yeah. This and is it. Adding to adding yeah. to the thought and adding yeah. to the words. We also yeah. have to pay attention to our feeling tone mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the universe responds to our feeling, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it has to, all, everything has to be congruent. It has to align. Mm -hmm. So you can't be thinking one thing, speaking another thing oh. and feeling something else. No, and no, then you're wondering why things ain't working. You're yeah. wondering why, why it's taking so long, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't say I'm abundant. And then you're thinking lack and limitation, right? Mm -hmm. And then you feeling bad about yourself Defeated. it right. has to be an alignment right it, yeah. there is a triune that's at work here it's your thinking mm -hmm. it's your speaking and it is your feeling right. so get yeah. those three things working together and you will move in a way that you have never moved before right Right. Amen. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> and wouldn't you say that positive like affirmations, like saying that to yourself, looking in the mirror, talking to yourself, uh, positive aff uh, affirmations mm -hmm. are a good way to do that as well, to constantly pour into yourself and, you know, to, to say good things about yourself and get it in your spirit. So yeah. where you start to believe that thing and it manifests outwardly that way as well, too. Yes, I love affirmations, but you got to say it like you mean it. Like you mean it. You cannot get up and say, you know, I am wonderful. No, you're, no, you're not. No, you don't believe that. I want you got to say it like you mean it, you know, and put your whole physical body into it. Yes. Yes. And then you got to think it. Reminds me of the gospel. Right? What do you say, Phaedra? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I was just going to uh, offer that, you know, this reminds me of the gospel song, Sometimes You Have to Encourage Yourself. Mm. And I'll never forget when that song was, um, I know it was like, you know, number one for a couple of weeks. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, I hope people really get that into their spirit that, yeah, sometimes yes. we have to encourage ourselves. We can't right. seek outside of ourselves. Time. And so, you know, it's the word, but also the word becomes, you know, in us, right? So mm -hmm. you have to really get into that thing and believe it. But it, it's an everyday habitual. It needs to be a habit, but it needs to be a habitual habit right there. It needs to be every day ingrained so that it becomes part of your DNA. You know, when I wake right. up in the morning, I just say, you know, good morning to myself. This is going to yep. be a great day. You know, I you know yep. I get to the point where I'm mean that thing. You know, that's you that's to. right. That's good. Yes, you have to. You have to. Know, what you to leave your door. <laughs> oh, you right. And the thing about it, I do every morning. I when, I when I started my practice, and I think that's a part of a lot of people. They don't have habits. They just let life take control. Mm -hmm. They just float mm -hmm. through existence, and life just steers mm -hmm. them all yes. over the place. And they let life control their emotions. I said, I will not going to allow nobody no more to control my emotions. Right. If I can control how I supposed to feel, if I could make you, you could switch me like that, we got a problem. They I have power. You don't. They right. Have power. I shouldn't you be don't. right. 
I shouldn't mm-hmm. switch off a light like this as soon as you get me mad. I should not let you switch me like that. No. So right. that that's when you know who you are. It all goes stem down to knowing who you are. Yes. Every morning I get up, I say, Regina, I'm royal, I'm educated, I'm gorgeous, I'm independent, I'm nice, and I'm amazing. I say that to myself every morning. Very mm-hmm. good. Every morning when I say, I thank the Lord, my first book, I say, thank you for letting me, allow me to see another day. I say my name and acronyms and I get my day popping. That's right. And, you know, because we, we, like we were talking about, if you go around saying, oh, tomorrow's Monday, you're like, oh, I can't stand Mondays. Mondays are horrible. Oh, right. my gosh, I can't stand. Horrible. Well, you're going to have a bad Monday, sweetie. That's you just right. told yourself you're going you're gonna to have a bad Monday because you just said to yourself you don't like yeah. Mondays. I didn't know that you could pick days you like, you don't like. You want to let God know that one? You want to tell him that? He'll give you a day you don't like. So I think you shouldn't be telling him, I don't like Mondays. because He's going to give you a money you will not forget. Right. So, I don't like Mondays. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think you want to put that on you. You know, any day you breathe is a great day. Great day. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes we just do that because, I don't know, it's just like you said, it's, it's generational. We do a lot of stuff. We've never questioned why we do it. Mm-hmm. Right. We do a lot of things because, we've, you know, and we trust our parents and our mm-hmm. grandparents because, you know, that's what we know. Yes. Like, well, they know. They did, you know. But we always mm-hmm. could be better. We always could grow from that. That foundation is great. Mm-hmm. But we also just add on to it because I want my kids to add on to my foundation. Sure. Because right. there's things I don't know that they're going to know I didn't know. Right. It gets mm-hmm. better every generation. We don't have to keep it the same, like you said, that's stuck. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be like my mother. I'm going to be like my grandmother. I'm like, why? I'm like, who told you that? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Right. I don't know. Well, life coach, because you need to figure out why. <laughs> I don't understand why you're doing something. You don't know why you're doing it. Right. Yeah, all the time, yeah. I don't know why they're doing it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And we're we're all in a position to reveal healing for generations to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're right now. We can heal for mm-hmm. generations to come by not carrying these things forward. Mm-hmm. Our 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 parents did the best that they knew how to do with the information that they had at the time, wow. right? And so that's what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And we can pass that on to our children, right? And the first right. thing that's the, the most important thing for me as a parent is my children loving themselves, mm. my children knowing they are worthy, my children having their own spiritual practice. You, this, you're never too young to start, y'all. Never too young to start. No, right? no. It's so important. Not. And I'm not here. I'm not. I'm. I am, it is a gift. I, I often say that, you know, God wanted to experience being a mother to Aria and Zola. Yeah. And he chose me to have that experience. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a gift. So yeah. what are we doing so with good. that gift? We can heal that for generations to come. Mm-hmm. We don't have to carry it forward. That's good. Right. That's good. And you're absolutely right. You, you don't. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about self-love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you, this is like the new thing now, the hip thing is self-love. Everybody's self-love. I see people on Instagram, they and they're getting a petty and manicure. Talk about self-love hashtag, self-love. That's a pedicure and manicure. That is so external. That is so surface. That's not self-love because when the, the chip plates off your nails, it's done. 
it don't go past the chip polish. So that's not self love. That just just that's just you know getting your feet together. That's not self love. <laughs> self love is deeper than that because this is like the things we say now, the affirmations, the meditations, the all that stuff is called self love. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, let's talk about self love. So, Phaedra, I'll start with you. What is your definition or some examples that people could use as self love? Yeah. I feel like self-love to me is caring for the soul, you know, the soul in terms of when it has been um, upset, irritated, whatever the right word is that you want to use, it'll let you know whether it's our intuition. You know, we talk about that. um, Women talk about that a lot. Um, We hear others say something in my gut just doesn't feel right. You know, we need to check in with self. And so, For me, sometimes I just need to sit quiet and check in. And that looks different for many people. But for me, it is sitting in a quiet place. I may have some candles burning. You know, I I need to set the atmosphere, if you will. But I will journal because in examining perhaps whether it's my day or my week, I need to examine what went on with me this week. And what do I need to sit with self and think through? So I think there's a process for a lot of people. So I know we just talked about meditation. Um, and I know we talked about people getting a, a, a what, pedicure and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, if that's your idea of self-care, while you're out getting that pedicure or manicure, make sure that you are able to be, I guess, quiet within the self. Take some time to think while that person is massaging your feet while that person mm-hmm. is taking care of your nail. Mm-hmm. There, there's a practice, you can do it anywhere. I, I sometimes mm-hmm. do it at my office. I need to turn the lights off if I'm a little stressed and just take mm-hmm. about 10, 15 minutes to just decompress. Mm-hmm. But that is how I care for myself. Um, and again, it, it, that needs to be habitual. It can be a daily, it can be a weekly, you just need to take some time and do it, but it's so important to, to reset. Yes. So what do you think, Reverend Melissa, about self-love? When I think about self-love, you know, we talk about love and usually it's conditional. Mm-hmm. And true love, self-love is unconditional. So no matter what I do, no matter how many times I fall or falter, I love myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not based on what I do. It's not based on what I don't do. Self with a capital S, mm-hmm. right, is source within us. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the accessing that self-love, right? Yes. And it does, you, yeah, I agree. You can go and get yourself a manicure, a pedicure, get, get your hair did, the whole to do, right? But mm-hmm. if you're with yourself, and you're you're bashing yourself, mm-hmm. or if you're being negative while you're having these things done, mm-hmm. then there's mm-hmm. still that disconnection. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a disconnect with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So self-love is spending time with yourself, not yeah. by yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I love being with myself. And mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go to eat by myself with myself, I'll go to the movies with myself whatever. And, and many of my friends are like, how can you go to the movies with yourself when we used to go to the movies? Remember those good old days? <laughs> yeah. Go to the movies. Yeah. 
I would go by, mm -hmm. I would, I would, I would go with myself, right? Yes. Because I enjoy my company. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my yeah. company. And mm -hmm. many of us can't okay. spend five mm -hmm. minutes with ourselves oh, right. before we grab the phone. Before we turn on the TV, yeah. you yes. know, we have to have noise, right? Mm -hmm. And all that noise is keeping us from hearing ourselves, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's wonderful to be selfish. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful, fun, wonderful to be selfish because you're self full. We're full of source. We're full of source. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's true. And that, you know, and we all, you know, like I do that. I know um, only children hear me and Carla, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, but you still have to kind of do it in a different way. You got to kind of do it intentionally, go out and spend time with yourself and pay attention to yourself. Cause like you say, you can go out by yourself and you can be on the phone the whole time mm -hmm. at the table and you're not really by yourself. You're still with people, but it's all electronic but you're still with people. Cause mm -hmm. I know Andrew was saying that, you know, she started to go out on her own and, and, and dress up and go out to eat and do mm -hmm. things on her own and show right. herself love, mm -hmm. you know? So that's something I started doing too. And actually enjoying going out with myself, not just mm -hmm. going out because I have to go by myself. It's a difference. Mm -hmm. right. um, Tala, if you want to go ahead and hear some of these comments and we'll start getting ready to wrap it up. Okay. Yes. Um, let's see. We go back to, uh, Okay. Lori Armstrong, hallelujah. My pastor just said, get out of the way and let God do his work. <laughs> Amen, Lori. Amen. Yeah. Um, Donna Pazant, what was the name of the book that was mentioned? Uh, mental something. It was the, the yeah, the 30 Day Mental Diet by Willis Kinnear. 30 yeah. Mental Diet by Willis Kinnear. It's right on Amazon too. Mm-hmm. Sheila, no, Sheila. what's up, Sheila? Says, Amen. <laughs> Alicia Sachs. Hey, Amen. Okay. She says, Sheila Robinson, y'all preach tonight. <laughs> yes. She said she's starting to practice manifestation daily. Yes, Sheila. Yes. yes. That's beautiful. Wonderful. Amen. Encourage yourself by gospel singer Donald mm. Warren. Okay. Love it. Yes. That is, yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> yes, I got on my soapbox tonight, Sheila. <laughs> she said, "So true. I'm guilty of it." Yeah. And uh, Yolanda confirmed. Oh, thank you, Yoli, for looking out. Yeah, thirty days. Yes. 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 Yeah, that's what it is. And you know, we had touched about a little bit too about self love, and a lot of times when we, I'm gonna, I'm about to do a hit dog holler moment. <laughs> we get my soapbox. Okay. A lot of us that's in relationships, we put too much time and effort in loving in our relationships and not taking time to love ourselves. Yes. We in love, but we don't love ourselves. Mm. How can we love others without loving yourself first is amazing because I did it for years. Mm. So did I. Years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I years. Think <laughs> Guilty as hey, then we yeah. wonder why things don't work out. We wonder why yeah. that, you know, this ain't going, you know, it's going crazy. We wonder why all of this is going on because mm -hmm. we are putting the cart in front of the horse, ladies and gentlemen. We are not been taught to love ourselves first before we even get engaged into a relationship, period. Mm -hmm. We've been taught 
to soon be able to date at 16. Get your man, <laughs> you know, get your man, get married, have kids, get the 2.5 children with the picket fence and the dog and the cat. And yeah. we have not loved ourselves not one time yet. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why it doesn't work out. And we wonder yeah. why we go through all the crap so we go through. We wonder why we're divorced. partner to do that. Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what yeah. we were taught. A lot of, uh, yeah, we're, we're putting a lot of focus on our partner for them to do it. And soon as they don't fulfill that need, then we're wondering what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And that's a heavy burden. And then we put the blame on them. Anybody. That's right. We put sure. the blame on them. And to your point, you know, if we're not coming to a relationship already full, and part of that is the self-love, then, you know, we can't expect the other person to fill that need. That's a need that God has to fill, that we have to fill, right? And so, and vice versa, you know, we, we, you know, we cannot be unequally yoked with someone who is very needy themselves. Um, So, you know, we've all felt that and it's draining. So think about yeah. how it's draining for the other Woo! person if we approach. <laughs> 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 you know, it's we like talk about empty. it's like going from full to empty, and you're on fumes, girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, we talk about the law of attraction. Yeah. So that it's important that, to recognize that. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. The law of attraction. Whatever relationship you're in is just reflecting back to you the Who things you that you need to work on within yourself. You it's just know. a mirror. <laughs> it's just a mirror. So everything <laughs> that you're saying about that other person, you're saying about yourself. Yes. You just Woo. just change their name to your name, yep. and there you go. Because yep. real relationship. Real relationship is a Let's spiritual partnership. I'm, I, I, I am married people, you know, I'm a, I'm a minister and I officiate weddings. And mm-hmm. part of, of, of the conversation that I have with people who are about to be married is, have you asked each other these questions? What is the intention mm-hmm. of our relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What are what are our agreements? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? What are we agreeing mm-hmm. to here? Mm-hmm. Are we committed to each other's spiritual growth? Right. Right? That's good. These we are don't the ask questions. Those, we, don't ask we don't ask those questions. No. Melissa, we don't no. ask those questions because no. they tell us just get your man. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we have to disrupt that foolishness. Mm-hmm. For for, yes. for us and for the generations to come. Because yes. we don't want to tell our children, you just get yourself a, a spouse. They're going to take care of you. And, you know, you just, just you know, just do your, do your little thing mm-hmm. that you do. No. Mm-hmm. No. no. It is about no. spiritual growth. So, yes, there's going to be challenges, right? right? Let's talk about before we get in an argument, how we going to argue. Now handle it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Right. Not when you right. in the in the mix they... of it, mm. yeah. right? No, yeah. absolutely. So just just take a pause, take mm-hmm. a sacred pause, and look mm-hmm. at yourself, looking back at you and your relationship, because that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for you to heal something within yourself mm-hmm. that this person's soul has agreed to Brother, show hit to it, you. Girl. Hit it, bro. okay? It's a soul okay. agreement. Yeah. It's a soul's agreement. So you could end that relationship and 
get yourself another one just like it. Absolutely. So and that you can so that you can you. like give it another shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And just keep doing it over and over and over again. Lessons. Getting the same lesson over and over and over, over, and, over and over again. Exactly. Until what changes? Until you change. You change. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I did. Over and over. I hit Absolutely. my head over and over and over again. It's not the yeah. guy. It's you. Right. And, and I think a lot of that goes back to when you were saying that self-love. But how can you love something or someone that you don't know? So we don't know ourselves. Mm -hmm. so it comes to a point where we have to, first right. of all, like you said, peeling back those layers and really look at ourselves naked mm -hmm. and unashamed and just uh -huh. get to know who we are so that mm -hmm. we can, you know, have to get that first, establish that first, and then learn to love ourselves to get to that point. If not, then we're going to do that. That, that little merry-go-round, just go round and around and around. And we're going to continue to make those same choices with the same people, because as you said, Reverend Melissa, because that's who we are. Let's repeat that one more time. If you're in a relationship that you're not happy in, or you're in a relationship that is not right for you, look at it because that's who you are. Right. It's a it's mirror. It's, it's reflecting, reflecting yes, it's yes. reflecting something back to you that you need to see within yourself. Yes. Right? It's reflecting back to you something that is unhealed, something mm -hmm. that is unresolved, mm -hmm. something that is unforgiven, something mm -hmm. that you need to see for yourself. Mm -hmm. It is a gift. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about abusive relationships here. Mm -hmm. So let's be clear. Mm -hmm. Not talking about abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. Mentally okay? or emotional either. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. We're, to, we're talking about, yes. about people yes. who who are who are stable, you know, but right. there's something happening here. There's a dynamic at play. Right. And mm -hmm. we need each other. We do. We need each other to to see that. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, we would just be all by ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. relationships play a part in our lives, right. but it could play a healthier part. Absolutely. Right. It could be a healthy relationship Absolutely. and we could work through that healing together. Are we committed to doing that? Mm. And many of us are in relationships and we're not committed to doing that yeah. work. Right. And no. then we repeat it. Yes. That's that's the because talk. And I think, you know, right. Right. And I and putting the blame on another person, but I think a lot of us need to take a pause. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us out here need to take a stop. Let's hold up, hold up, mm -hmm. take a pause, figure out what's happening, you know, because you're going to just jump because we're scared to face ourselves. Yeah. So we are quick to jump in something else because it, it distracts off of ourselves. Mm -hmm. If I got to concentrate on you and satisfying your needs, I don't have to worry about worrying about mine. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep. that's what happens with a lot of us. Yes. We feel that because the society make you feel you have to be in this relationship and the world sees you as a better person. If you with somebody and if you in love, you're supposed to be on top of the world and everything is great and fancy. And we're trying to strive for this, this thing that's not real. It's the matrix, wow. ladies and gentlemen. We're <laughs> striving for what other people think that that's that's supposed to be. And nobody, there's no guru, there's no magic person up there telling you this is how it's supposed to be. We just believe what people told us and we never questioned it. No. We never questioned it and we continue to make the same mistake. Like, like these two ladies are telling us here, Phaedra and Reverend Melissa is telling the same thing. 
We need to question and understand what we're doing. We don't know who we are. Yeah. That's the first step. Learn you first. Yeah. Then you can go and have the best relationship ever with not just men, but with your kids, with your friends, with your parents. Your relationships will be so much deeper and so much better if you know who you are. Because a lot of times, the relationship that you're in, you probably would have been with this guy. If you know who you are, he probably not even nowhere near where you will be. Because you only see yourself in that person. And that's what you think you deserve is what you're doing. And that's if your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. Life life. will be better. Yeah. 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 You know another piece of that, Regina, that you were... um, (laughs) is how we have to think about you know how do we how do we find our identity who who do we have our identity in right so some Mm -hmm. people identify with who they are by what they do in terms of their their job you know you ever meet somebody and you say well you know tell me about yourself oh well you know i'm an engineer or i'm a doctor or i'm you know no that's not what i'm asking (laughs) you know (laughs) don't know how to answer that question who they are because they have not thought about well what is my identity rooted in now our mm-hmm. identity is supposed to be rooted in christ but mm-hmm. you know but again we have to really examine that and it's not it should not be you know rooted in a partner it cannot be rooted in a job you know all of these things um are you know they're they're, they're part of you know the society it's just part you know these things can go away you know mm-hmm. i mean hello, right. somebody who's divorced all right so, right. Um, you still you know, stuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that that's part of the work that we need to do. Um, where do mm-hmm. I find my identity? Where you know how is my identity rooted, and where is it rooted in? And I think the number one answer for that should be your identity should be rooted in Christ. That's yeah. right. And then go that's right. All right. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to start. We have to wrap up. Okay, Carla, <laughs> go ahead and get the comments, and um, we'll go ahead and do the business spotlight, and then I'll just wrap up with the new show for next. Absolutely, time. Sheila Washington. You, you, damn. I know. I'm a soapbox. Sheila, I'm a soapbox. So you gonna make me uh, throw this phone across the room? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Sheila, stop it. <laughs> Oh. Aaron Collins, how do you disassociate an event or experience that help happens from your truth? Ah. One of y'all want to take that? How do you mm. disassociate an event or experience that happens from, from your truth? Hmm. Need more. I'm not sure I, I'm, I'm clear about the question. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I Aaron, if you could put a little bit more detail, I would love to answer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donna Passant, I love this conversation. So many gems. Yes, it was. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yes. And Derek Powell, good show, ladies. What up, sis? Hey, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, yeah, we'd like to hear from Aaron again if he could. Read yeah, it. Aaron, real yeah. quick, if um, I'm going to do a spotlight, but we'll come back to you. I promise you. So um, go ahead and just put a little bit more detail in there. Yeah. All right, so let me do my business spotlight. As y'all know, I do this every time. Um, it's mm-hmm. spotlight entrepreneurship. I really appreciate and believe in it. So I wanted to go ahead and um, and share my screen with you so you can see my latest and greatest business. And um, Dominique's Creations, and she has her handles there. She makes some beautiful jewelry. I mm-hmm. actually ran into her at a... Um, 
at one of those pop pop up shops and she is beautiful she's a lady of price um and like i said you see the little examples here she has a very affordable jewelry and if you're interested please reach out to her um here's her facebook her instagram and she has other pictures up there that she could um that you could pick from and she does actually um herself so whatever you need color schemes whatever she could just make it up for you so it's nothing too big for her to do so here's you go that's our information dominique's creations okay aaron has come back and he says if you go through something how do you not hold that as part of your truth life ex okay if you go through I, something, I think it goes back to identity right so if you're identifying yourself so i'll give you an example uh, or something personal um when i went through my divorce right so i'm identifying myself as i am a divorced woman right that was a horrible event to go through that right but i have to disassociate myself that's not who i am right, right? i'm still the whole and divorce meaning is meaning that you you now you know divided okay you get to the root of the word so i can disassociate that because that's not my truth that's not who that's not the promises of god for me that's not what i believe right so it sounds like you've gone through some sort of negative um and again i i'm making some assumptions here but if you when you're writing aaron that you you know if you go through something so i'm thinking that something is is a negative event um how do you not hold that as part of your truth again you have to interrupt the story mm -hmm. because it sounds like that you're um holding on to that piece of the story and mm -hmm. the more you do that it becomes synonymous with your truth so there mm -hmm. needs to be a bit of interruption so again i don't know the the, the whole you know what, what you're the instance that you're talking about but that's why i just wanted to use my divorce um as an example you know if i had held on to that i'd be a very very different person today um mm -hmm. so but i'd be happy to, to talk with you through that if you want to reach out to me um but uh yeah so reverend melissa did you want to add anything to that the only thing I would add to that is, you know, the truth is a very powerful word. It's a very powerful word. And it's kind of become um, this, it's, it's almost kind of like a slang thing now. You know, I'm, I'm speaking my truth. This is my mm -hmm. truth. You know, when we really look at that, we need to, to, to look at what the truth is, mm -hmm. right? And the truth is, is that the source did not make junk, mm, right? Wow. And we are whole, we are complete, mm -hmm. and we are perfect just as we are, regardless of what we go through in life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the truth with a capital T of who we are. And sometimes we get... Um, it could kind of shake us off our foundation when these life event events happen, right? Mm -hmm. And we start to identify ourselves as that event that occurred, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, Phaedra used the example of, of getting divorced. Some people see divorce as a failure. Mm -hmm. So then we start to affirm, I am a failure. Mm -hmm. And that is not the truth. So it's an opportunity for us to disrupt that, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. disrupt that thought 
that because this thing happened, that now is who I am. Mm -mm. Who you are will never change, will never change. Nothing that we could ever do will ever change who we truly are. Not in the eyes and not in the mind of God. And if we could get that, we would be free. We really would be free. Yes. I think the fear and the scare, just being scared of, of the unknown is people get scared and they, get, they just don't want to be, they want to be free. They see, they love it, but they just don't, they scared to trust it. Mm -hmm. To be free. You know, I was just, I know we got to wrap up the show. But I was just <laughs> talking about this today. I, I did a sermon today at, at church and we were, and the sermon was about leaning into the discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we want to have things to be certain and we want to know everything before Same. we go and step yeah. into it, right? Mm -hmm. But just mm -hmm. think about Moses, right? Mm -hmm. What if Moses, Moses had an impediment. Moses had a speech impediment. What if Moses said, mm -hmm. oh no, I ain't the one. Look, I got a speech impediment. I can't talk. I, what if Moses said, oh no, I'm not the one. Right. But yes. God gave him everything he needed. God gave him Aaron. Right. So if yes. we step into the unknown, we need to know that as we step into the unknown, that which knows all that, it, all that there is to know is stepping mm -hmm. with us. Yeah. And that is the truth, Aaron. That is the truth. Yes. So we're not on this journey alone. And we're not our mistakes and we're not in, we're not the things that that hurt. We're not that. We're the truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. I said that that helps. Amen. Thank you. Oh, Amen. God bless you, Aaron. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sell this one more time. If you're in a part of your life and you don't know and you're stuck, or your career is not where you wanted to be, or your life is not where you wanted to be, or you just don't know who you are or how to start to find out. These people here can help you. I am vouching for them. I'm telling you, they know what they're talking about. Like I said, she is my, and Reverend Melissa is my personal life coach. Okay. Like I said, everything you see that's happening to me right now is because of me going to her and God is used her to get me unstuck, like Phaedra said, okay? So I would never bring nothing to you that I would not do myself. That's what I always said. I would never bring nothing to you I wouldn't do myself. And it works because when you're tired of being sick and tired, why not? Why not try God? Why not? If you've done it yourself all these years and you've been hitting your head against this wall and you've been bleeding and putting bad days on, get the stitch in and go try God. Yes. <laughs> go God's way. I guarantee if you haven't tried, there's nothing to lose. And I guarantee you're going to be better off, way better off going God's way. So um, we do have the information with scrolling on the bottom of the screen. I will make sure to get it in the YouTube video. And you please, please, if you don't mind subscribing to our channel, and you see on the bottom, it's um, Let's Talk 1943 LLC um, podcast on YouTube. If you don't mind doing that, you'll be able to watch all the episodes as well as get the information about these beautiful young ladies that joined us this evening because their services are needed. We, we need help out here. 
and it's no shame to the game. Mm-hmm. I'm so much better off. I, I wish I, you know, but I won't say that because God puts you where you need to be at the time you need to be. Oh, I was not right. meant to be there until I got there. That's so right. if your time is here, you're here. If it's not, it may be later, but whenever that time is, seek counsel if you need to get this help. So thank, thank you once again for um, joining us on the show. And um, we're going to have our next show is going to be on June 27th. And guess what? We're doing a dating series. See, see that we just talked about all this. Um, <laughs> and it's called Dating the Christian Way. Mm. Dating the Christian Way. So this is going to be on June 27th at 7 o'clock. Um, we're going to have some great panelists that um, kind of they um, specialize in Christian dating and, and, and we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about those myths as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think Christian dating is like a long, you know, you just sit there and you're bored and it's not, it's not what you think, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to get more into that. <laughs> when we talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about that. So that will be our next show. So I would like to say thank you for joining us this evening. We had a beautiful show. This was amazing. I learned so much. Oh my God, this is an amazing show. And I, like I always say, less talk is now over. Y'all have a great night. Thank you so much. God bless. I love you all.